Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. Oh, there are more? Yeah. But, oh, yeah, there's a lot more coming into the United States. As long as they think that the border is open, they're going to continue coming. It becomes a magnet. That's the reality of it. That's Henry Cuellar, congressman, Democrat, Texas. I am still amazed and shocked that he isn't getting vitriol from his party because he has been nonstop on the border issue telling you the latinos in south texas and i've been in some of those counties just in the last couple of days uh have said and you know the people that have traveled with me they know what they've heard they want the border secure so rational people want the border secure this isn't a conversation about latinos but okay rational people want the border secure we are connected by rationality not by the other things we're Americans. How can we be connected by the other things when all the other things are just part of what makes us? This is where the hyphenization of America becomes a complete and total disaster. We think people are connected by the color of skin. I am going to prove that is not the case. Uh, we think we're connected by, by religion, by by some level of, of culture in, in, in terms of uh, characteristic? No. We're, we're connected by sexuality? No. We're connected by an idea and ideals. We're connected by rationality. Meanwhile, Alejandro Mayorkas, he's the Homeland Security Secretary, they're going to continue, continue to use Title 42 to get people out of the country this using public health authority permitting the government to prevent non-citizens from entering the U.S. during a pandemic. And there are people who are part of the political left saying, how dare you? This is bigoted and this is hateful. No, it's rational. And it's certainly rational to say, if you won't have a healthy border, we have to do what we, what we can to ensure one and use the tools at our disposal. All of this happening while Joe Biden has put an end to building the border wall. The border wall contracts canceled. That's what's happening. I mean, you're utilizing tools that Trump gave you to ensure that you're getting people out of the country. But when we proved that walls work, you're like, yeah, we can't build those anymore. Even though it's still costing you, you still have these contracts, you're still paying people. According uh, to some, uh, the projects are just on hold, so we're paying contractors. For a while, it was almost $5 million a day between the Department of Defense and the Department of Homeland Security. That's, this is what we're doing. We're playing this this amazing game of make-believe when we shouldn't be playing a game of make-believe. We should be aggressively discussing why the rational people need to be in charge. Tony Katz, Tony Katz, today, it is good to be with you. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. You, you, you believe in an open border? I want to hear from you.
I want to hear your take on why we, we would be better off with an open border or why you think the border is not an issue. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. That's, that's the number. That, that's, how you, that's how you get it done. I'm sorry, what was that, producer? I was making a joke. I was saying all the open jobs that could be filled, but that was a joke. I was not being serious. I have no idea what you're even referring to. That the open border would be good because it could fill all the open jobs. But that was Oh, a, is that your joke? It was a bad joke. Really? Cause because none of us none of us noticed that it was a bad joke. What with all the explaining you had to do. Yeah, it's there's a rule that if you explain the joke, it's not a good joke. So well, I, if you have to explain the joke, it's not even a joke, producer Ari. Yeah. That's that that's not a rule. I regret everything that, that's happened in the last fifteen seconds. That's all right. So do the rest of us. I wanted to share with you what's going on in California. Us in, in, in the Midwest, we have to constantly be aware of what's going on. It's why I discuss the border. Many Midwest states, oh, you're not border states. What does it matter? What happens there affects us. It would be irrational to think otherwise. Well, what happens in California affects us as well. And there's a series of things that are now going on in California. And I say this utilizing the backdrop uh, that the people of California decided to keep Gavin Newsom. You did this. Well, not you. They did this. They have to live with it. I, I don't, I don't want to hear it. Don't want to hear them complain about anything they did this well gavin newsom has signed a whole bunch of new bills into law recently the reason i bring them up is because things that happen in california have a very unique way of finding their way into uh other places life uh finds a way it has a way of kind of snaking its way through and the next thing you know it's um it's on your doorstep it's in your city it's in your state somebody's talking about it so first they've got a bill that will see california public schools and colleges stocking their restrooms with free menstrual products oh oh, okay i didn't i didn't know that wasn't already happening that that was my point there But you'll notice I didn't say women's rooms. I said restrooms. Even though men don't menstruate. Sorry, doesn't matter what you call yourself. It doesn't matter what you believe. It doesn't matter how you identify. It's meaningless. Men do not menstruate. No man has ever menstruated, ever. Wait, hold on. I'm sure you can find one example of something that was of not the norm. Men do not menstruate. To say otherwise is a lie. And if you want to lie to yourself about science, you go right ahead. I will have no part in it. So I oppose, of course, this insanity because it is predicated on the idea that we don't live in what? The rational world. Look at how it connects to the border. It's not about Latinos, Representative Cuellar, although I believe you. I'm not, I'm not coming out against you, sir. Rather, I'm saying it is rational people who believe that we should have a secure border. Rational people understand that men do not menstruate. Easy enough, right? There's another one that says department stores, mount, right now, they have to display products including toys and toothbrushes 
in gender neutral ways. And I'm telling you right now, I have been staring at this story since last night. I have no idea what it means to have a toothbrush that is gender neutral. Not pink or blue, I guess. That's it? The color? And we live in a world, Ari, where people are anything. You're telling me that if I use a pink toothbrush, I'm being gender specific? I was just making a suggestion. I don't know. I'm allowed to use a pink toothbrush. Sure, go for it. I'm allowed to feel any way I want, and I want my toothbrush pink, and I want my liquor brown. That's what daddy likes. (laughs) That's, That's a great line. Good Lord. I, I swear to you, I do, I actually sent out a, a, a text. I, I sent a text to Fingers Malloy, who I do the Cigar and Bourbon Show with, Eat, Drink, Smoke, eatdrinksmokeshow.com. I'm like, we need, we need a gender-neutral bourbon. We need to put out a gender-neutral bourbon and just see what happens. It's just, just the marketing. It would be good stuff. What, do you, what does it mean? Are there liquors that are only marketed to, towards men or women? Well, so, like, you could argue that Skinny Girl, uh, Bethany Frankel's uh, product, yeah, sure. uh, that, that's definitely uh, targeted uh, to, to women. You would argue that the majority of hard liquors, the spirits, are, are geared towards men, the, 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 the brown liquors. Uh, but vodka would probably be geared a little bit more to women. The hard seltzers would probably be geared a little bit more uh, to, to, to women. I would, I would make that argument just based on the advertising I see. But there are more and more uh, women drinking bourbon all the time. It's like cigar smokers. The number of female cigar smokers, female cigar smokers, black cigar smokers, and black female cigar smokers through the roof. Really? One, people had time. And they had time because of COVID. And they're like, oh, let, let's try this. And also, uh, I, I think people have found of, of different groups and ever that the cigar lounge is the most accepting place ever. And... And culturally, people can gather and engage in their own ways, and no one thinks it's awkward. It was fun when you took me. You know, that's, it's, it's always fun when I take somebody. That's it. As for the, the gender-neutral toothbrush, sorry, I'll, I'll talk about cigars later. As for the gender-neutral toothbrush, I don't know what to do with that. Then there is a law that bans gas-powered equipment that uses small off-road engines. So if you have a gas-powered generator or lawnmower, or pressure washer, or chainsaw, or weed trimmer, or golf cart, that's out. Battery-powered or plug-in, which means your generator now has to be plugged in, which we can see is a problem. All right, we've already been there. But that's not the big one. The big one is students who begin high school in 2026 must pass one semester of ethnic studies. As is described, a class outlining the past and current struggles of America's marginalized groups. And that's why you have to leave California. And that's why you have to pay attention to what California is doing. I'm here to tell you that they're going to have an ethnic studies requirement. They're going to force kids to handle this wokeness and never once are they going to talk about Jews. And tell you the truth, I'm pretty pissed. But nope, no one's going to talk about me. You know it, and I know it. This is obscene. I have said before on this program, and I will say it again here now, 
I usually say it about gender studies. One of the reasons I refuse to have free college education is that I don't get a say in what you major in. If I'm paying for the education, I get a say in what happens. And you're not allowed to major in ethnic studies or gender studies because those are nonsense, worthless degrees. Now, if you pay for it, you can major in anything you want. I don't get to decide what you do. But when you want my money, you're not allowed to major in ethnic studies or gender studies because it's nonsense. And the tax dollars used for schools is my money. And I am not allowing my child to be subjected to the bigotry of others in an ethnic studies class. The only way my child can learn about ethnicities is through your nonsense education. Can we discuss how well you're doing at teaching math? You think I'm going to let you poison my kid with that? And we should be clear, yes, indeed, as a parent, I do see it as poison because I don't believe you can properly engage a conversation of, of ethnicity. That's up to me and my wife, and we're better at it than you. Let me say this again to all the schools and anybody involved in DEI and anybody who thinks because they are a certain color, they have some secret knowledge. My wife and I are better at teaching about ethnicities than you. Zero faith in you. If you say to me, well, you never met me, I'll say to you, that's a good point. But I've seen what the education system does with these other subjects, and sorry, Based on who's in charge, you can't be trusted. Look, I'm sure you're a lovely person. We can have a beer together. But I, I'm, not, I'm not entrusting this education to you. I barely trust the other educations to you. And we should be clear that I like my kids' teachers. I think it's been going great. Exceptional. Gender studies, or I should say ethnic studies. I should focus on this. No. No, no, no. It's why I don't want you engaged with my kids on social-emotional learning. My job is to help my kids understand themselves as they get older, as they mature, as they start to deal with, with emotions and issues, how to handle things, how to handle conflict. It's why we engaged Krav Maga for our children so many years ago so they would have an understanding of how to protect and defend themselves and further help them along in the learning of how to deal with their emotions and how to deal with others, how to deal with conflict and how to de-escalate. Trust the school? Again, I'll go to the math grades. Not everything is up to the school. Not everything is for the school to do. Most of these things are for parents to do. You want to know what else I do? I let my kids use any damn color toothbrush they want. Because that's just how progressive we in the Katz household really are. I'm Tony Katz. So the NBA is going to tell Kyrie he can't play, or it's a team. The Nets are going to tell Kyrie he can't play. We're, we're going to get into this. This is, this is just breaking. Oh, oh, the end. Have you not noticed that people like it when you push back on vaccine mandates? 
Whoo. Now who shows up to who shows up? Who shows up to see a Nets game? That's gonna be the question. We're getting into that. We also want to get into the John Gruden thing because Ari's got a take. I want you to hear it. I want to make sure I understand the story because I don't quite know how you defend the thing, even though John Gruden wasn't in football when he made the statements that he did. We'll get into that as well. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. The IMF is warning of inflation and a slowing recovery as it lowers its forecast. Is that right? Is that right? How many more ways can we say that things are not good economically? The global forecast came down to 5.9% from 6%, and the U.S. growth prediction was 7% and is now 6%. This because of Delta variant and supply chain bottlenecks. It's more about the supply chain bottlenecks that have no end in sight right now. You guys know I've been looking for a car. I've come across, I've had to make certain deals with myself on this. I'm going to have to delay on what I want, but I'm still going to get something very cool. That's not the story. The story is everybody I speak to, to a person, you want to see new cars back in the game? 2023. That's when the chips will start flowing a little bit. So, of course, I'm looking at used. But I am seeing used car prices, not with some levels of inflation, with massive levels of inflation. Massive, huge, massive. And how long does that last? So you tell me, you let me know, at Tony Katz uh, on the Twitter box, Tony at TonyKatz.com. How long will the used car prices be this high? Just through 2022, 2023? Do I buy now? Do I wait six months? You tell me. IMF, that's the International Monetary Fund. Warning of inflation. Well, no crap. They must listen to the show. Or they must have heard you at the kitchen table talking about how much did this steak cost? We're all seeing it. We are all there. And if you want to understand the levels of flailing that this administration is is doing, well, here you go. They don't even understand how bad it is. And I can appreciate that COVID changes things. It didn't have to do this. This is something else. And some of it on the car side is the fault of the uh, new car manufacturers. And some of this is the result of not letting the market do its thing. What did John Gruden say? And why are people debating it? This is Tony Katz today. So, John Gruden is the former coach of the Las Vegas Raiders, which were the Los Angeles Raiders, which were the Oakland Raiders, or were the Oakland Raiders, then the Los Angeles Raiders, then the Oakland Raiders. And John Gruden has resigned because of emails that he sent a decade ago when he was working at ESPN. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Now, I am going to have some other pieces of information for you or uh, some context Not about John Gruden, because from what I have read of the emails, I don't quite know why it's a story. But if we're going to engage the conversation of bigoted things said, well, then I want to know why other things aren't a story. 
But first, let's keep it with John Gruden. And producer Ari, I'm going to make sure I've got this story right. Wall Street Journal. New York Times. Okay, I thought it was reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, New York Times comes out, because I have it here as the Wall Street Journal. Uh, this oh, Maybe this was about a specific comment. The New York Times says, hey, we have these emails. John Gruden, when he worked for ESPN, and man, are these things racist. It's not, it's, uh, he, he made some racist comments, some homophobic comments, some vulgar language, yes. Okay. Now, I went through what, um, some of what he said. And I actually had to ask, am I allowed to repeat this? No, you are not. And that was the answer. (laughs) The fact you had to ask is weird. No, no, I wasn't asking you. I've already gone through this. The reason that I am not is out of respect to the station and to the stations. I can't uh, allow myself to engage a quote, which I believe you should be able to do in order to have the conversation fully. Uh, but the stations will suffer. They will take the heat. And out of out of respect to them, I'm not going to do that. But I can tell you that there were emails written about people referring to, uh, we'll call them tropes. We'll call them tropes. Racist tropes. That's the one I saw. Uh, Then, uh, in terms of uh, homophobic, I didn't see any of those. Oh, I think it was about, was that the one about Michael Sam? Uh, There's another one. It it just used derogatory terms for homosexuals. Okay, yes. Okay, now I see that one. Because there was a a conversation, because this is the part that I knew I could quote, um, that the NFL should not have pressured uh, Jeff Fisher of the Rams into drafting Michael Sam. Michael Sam was this player from Mississippi. Somewhere uh, he was. Missouri. It was in Missouri? Okay. And uh, I thought it was Mississippi. And he was gay. It came out as gay. And everyone made a big deal out of it, but clearly wasn't good enough to play in the NFL. And so uh, I think he had written that uh, Goodell shouldn't be pressuring anybody into drafting somebody uh, who is and use the term queer? Now, I actually thought that was the proper terminology. No, that's fine. But it is could be about how it is utilized in context. Whatever that one may be, the whole thing shows a dude. You don't know you're sending an email. You don't know it's going to get used against you. You don't know if you're engaged in some type of conversation about anatomy of certain people and certain skin colors, you might get yourself in trouble because it's just nuts? You didn't know this was going to happen? So I don't know um, what... I, 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 don't, I don't know why this is a story. Meaning, he did it, he wrote these things, it came out, it's a distraction, it's Ugly in many ways, and he's gone. And I said, oh, okay. Okay. I I can point you to some very interesting things about, well, if, if uh, he was this person or that person, would he really be gone? But I'm trying to get an understanding of why this is a story, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm lost to it. Meaning, he wrote what he wrote. He said it. 
it's something that the, the NFL doesn't want to be around, he's gone. Is there a take on missing, Producer Ari? I think the – I will compare it to this. The Access Hollywood tape with Trump. Had that just said five people were in the room and reported that Donald Trump said that, I think it might have been a three-day story, and that had been it. But the fact that it was recorded and on the record is what made it blow up. Had John Gruden said these things in the privacy of his home and people said he said this, you know, I don't approve the language. It is what it is. The fact that it's documented is what makes it a big deal. The former Colts announcer, Bob Lamy. Perfect example. Repeated a story that he heard from a race car driver by the name of Derek Daly. Derek Daly, IndyCar, uh, Irish, was in the United States and told a, 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 you know, was asked a question. And in answering the question, talking about how poorly he did in a race, he referred to himself as the N-word. Now, what's interesting for those people who want to actually understand the story is that he had no concept that that meant something far different in the United States. He was using it as a part of an expression that came from Ireland. That happened decades ago. That story got told between two people in a broadcast booth off the air. Mm -hmm. There was a third person, an engineer near them, heard the story, and in telling of the story, Bob Lamy, who used to be the voice of the Indianapolis Colts, uh, the, 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 the radio guy, he used the N-word, as opposed to uh, saying N-word or describing it elsewhere. He used the full word. He told the story of something that happened. He wasn't saying it. He was repeating the story. The third person in the room complained, and Bob Lamy lost his job over it. And when it was heard that the story was originally about something that Derek Daly said, he lost his job for it. Unfairly, I think. Unfairly, I would argue, in both cases. However, in the case of Bob Lamy, uh, you got other people in the room. Um, clean it up. But we all know, Tony, you and I have done this show for three years together. We have had thousands of conversations on the air and off the air. On the air, I have never sworn in my entire life. And you can attest to this. Off the air, every other word I say is the F-bomb. That's correct. This there, is absolutely true. By there the are things people say in private that they don't say publicly. And it's not, it's a sociological thing. There's nothing I'm wrong not with it. I'm not making that argument. I'm saying that you got to know if there are other people in the room. That's my argument. But he's relaying a story, and that was obvious. He wasn't calling anybody names. That that whole conversation, that Bob Lamy should not have been uh, fired as I see it, for at least for that. You could have had a hundred other reasons. And certainly Derek Daly should not have been fired. It's insane. Is there an argument that if you're a public figure, there's a different standard? No, because we see plenty of private citizens who could be saying something on social media and it will affect their employment. All right, I'm just asking. Um, but in, in the case of... of Gruden, I, I just, you didn't know this was going to come back? You didn't know that was a nuts thing to, to type? You're, you're in that world. Have you Can never sent a text, though, that like, I, okay, 
I know you, and I know you haven't. I have sent text messages to my trusted friends before that included vulgar, vulgar language or vulgar terminology. Oh, wait. I, have I cursed before in, in, in a text? Absolutely, positively. Have I ever used uh, a discriminatory phrase in a text? No, um, I, I have referred to my brother as a racist before. I think I've, most I've people. Done that. I think most people in their uh, private group chats have done this. So I think it's a little hypocritical to throw stones because I think everyone's done this. That being said, if you're the head coach of a team in the public eye, and you use racist terminology or homophobic terminology, where the first openly gay NFL players on your team, you may have to suffer the consequences. And that for, that's uh, Carl Nisby, who uh, plays for Nassib. the... Uh, Nassib, sorry, Nisby, sorry, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. So while we're discussing this, I'd love your thoughts on it. 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. Should he be fired? Should he not? Do I not understand the story? It's a, It seems so cut and dry to me. You can argue, hey, I don't believe in cancel culture. I'm with you. I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't think he should be fired. But I want to be clear that it's not like we can somehow make the claim that he didn't say what he said or didn't write what he wrote. Nobody's even arguing that. No one should be surprised that there's a ramification to the thing. But we should also be clear that Deshaun Jackson quoted Hitler and didn't get fired, and I called for him not to be fired, and I don't think John Gruden should be fired. There's a difference, though, between those two things. Oh, is, is there really? One was he was on the record being quoted, and one was in the privacy of, a, of an email chat. Well, that makes uh, the one that Gruden said even uh, more uh, uh, problematic to his being let go. Exactly. That's my point. That's the right. one I'm making. Deshaun Jackson yeah. said that on the record. Like, if you said he got fired for that on the record, I'd say, well... That was a dumb thing to say on the record. I've sent dumb text messages before that I shouldn't be fired for because they were in the privacy of my own text messages. I wasn't on the record. But now let's take it to another place. And let's take it to Joy Reid and Tiffany Cross. This is Joy Reid's show on MSNBC. And Joy Reid has gone full racer. What is a racer? Uh, conspiratorial about race. Uh, everything is about race. Everyone is about race. Everything is bigotry. She comes across as, uh, it's, it's sad. But they're talking about Congressman Alan West, who's now a candidate in Texas for governor, former congressman from Florida, uh, a retired lieutenant colonel. Listen to this commentary from one of her guests. You know, look, speaking of educational opportunities, one of the other crimes that we've seen lately in the state of Texas uh, is this new book banning that they've got, mm. where they're chasing after books and they don't want kids to learn about critical race theory. That's why I have Can Jerry Kraft right behind me. He writes great books for kids, <laughs> and these are the kinds of things they don't want. But this is the thing. Alan West, he, he, he is the zeitgeist of the Republican Party right now. They want that same kind of, they, they want that sort of natural, all-natural flavor racism, but they want it in blackface with a 1990s uh, flat-top haircut. That's what... So, Alan West is a racist. He's not really black. This is the argument that is being made on MSNBC. 
But, and that's what they can get out of Allen West. And if he can actually get out of bed and hopefully realize that he could actually catch COVID again because the magical antibodies that he thinks he has now will not keep him any safer if he continues to run around and grab hand the way that he is, he will be the kind of person that many Republicans in that state want. But here's the problem. The state of Texas is not nearly as Republican as the idiots that they seem to want to have running. Not so not only is he black, not really black, he's also an idiot. And now there's a conversation whether natural antibodies work. Weird, weird, weird stuff there. Very, very strange stuff right there from Jason Johnson, Morgan State University professor of politics and journalism. That's a professor. Let that guy educate your kids. I dare you. But that's only one of two things that got said over the weekend. This is black host Tiffany Cross. Okay. Carlos Watson, Sade Steele, Van Jones. What do these three folks have in common? Well, they're all people who have been prompted up by wealthy or powerful white Americans, and yet we, the keepers of the culture, don't really rock with any of them like that. Now, obviously, the three of these folks are most definitely black faces. However, they're not necessarily black voices, and there's a difference. So they're not really black. They're only uh, propped up by white people. And then uh, the real problem is, is that they're not even authentic because you, Tiffany Cross, are the keeper of the culture. They're all people who have been prompted up by wealthy or powerful white Americans. And yet we, the keepers of the culture, don't really rock with any of them like that. If you want me to talk about John Gruden's emails, I'm, I'm more than happy to. I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't believe I didn't believe in it for Deshaun Jackson. I don't believe in it now. It's a mistake. It's a mistake. And if you're going to tell me that what Deshaun Jackson said wasn't as bad as what John Gruden said, well, you're going to have to check your bigotry at the corner because I don't got time for you. But look at what just got said by Joy Reid's guest, Jason Johnson, and look at what just got said by Tiffany Cross. This goes by without a second thought, this bigotry towards black men and black women because they think differently than leftists? It's not about race, it's about ideology. Don't you ever forget about that. These people are racists and are bigots. Listen to them. And yet this goes on as programming on MSNBC, and no one says a word. You'll excuse me if I don't listen to them. But you'll also excuse me if I wonder out loud why they aren't being canceled. I don't believe in cancel culture. I'm the one. You're the one. But they do. So why shouldn't it bite them and their bigotry towards black people they feel aren't really black. I'm Tony Katz. So more and more people are breaking down these unemployment numbers. 194,000 jobs instead of 500,000 predicted. But the uh, you have the unemployment rate going down. You have Joe Biden gaslighting America. 
It's the people no longer in the workforce. Then there's the total number of job openings, which fell 659,000. That's that's different than saying people are taking the jobs. That's saying people are giving up even looking. Industries that saw the largest decrease in the number of job openings include healthcare and social assistance. That's 224,000. State uh, local government education, 124,000. And accommodation and food service, 178,000. No one's coming for the jobs. So why offer it? You do more, you try and do more with less, or you cut down the hours, all those things. This, this economic calamity continues to show its tentacles. We've got more. Keep it right here. I'm Tony Katz.